You're listening to Your Marriage Aways, the wedding planning podcast. Welcome back. You are listening to Your Marriage Awaits, the wedding planning podcast. And I am joined today by the wonderful Kerry from EcoWed. And this episode is going to be all about sustainable weddings and how to make your wedding a little bit more eco-friendly. So I'm going to pass it over to Kerry and she's going to tell you a little bit about herself and then we'll get into it. Kia ora. Thank you so much for having me, Nicole. I'm absolutely thrilled to be here and to be talking to everybody about sustainable weddings and weddings that have the planet in mind because um, we all know how much we need it. Um, so yeah, my name's Kerry Sorensen Tyra and I became a celebrant almost 10 years ago and due to just friends getting married, um, I got sort of thrown into it and literally found my calling. I literally, oh, I just love weddings. I love writing stories, sharing memories, um, yeah, just creating those beautiful moments that are so special. Um, for couples and often you don't get to share those kind of things so I like to get into the little details and the stories in particular. Um, Now about five years ago I realized that I needed to do something for the planet so during my celebrant journey this was sort of to the side but I started a little blog called Keeping Z Clean and that was about me sharing tips and ideas and also learning like I had a lot to learn I ha- I didn't have a really sustainable background but I launched myself in 1000% which is kind of <laughs> my style um, and with that I realized that perhaps I could create something to do with weddings and I thought about it for a few years and I thought how could I merge my pa- uh, passion for the planet and my passion for love and weddings and so during COVID it was a perfect time with with not so much work I Spent some time researching, getting ideas together, and EcoWed was born purely out of the merging of my two passions. So um, it was a perfect marriage, you could say. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so it was July 2020 that I launched my website, and we had our first wedding later that year. Um, But EcoWed really was created with the intention to offer couples something a little bit different, something where they could focus on more love and less stuff. Um, There is a lot of focus on having everything for a wedding, and it takes away sometimes from the focus on the person, the love, the um, special moments, Uh, And it really doesn't, you don't need stuff. You just need the two of you. Literally, the two of you and a celebrant will do it. Yeah. (laughs) But we wanted to add some beautiful uh, components as well. So it's been evolving over the last few years. um, And now our EcoWed packages, and we have a few different options, but we offer four different venues. Um, We have, I have some fabulous florists, photographers, Um, beautiful wine companies, organic wine. I get confetti that I source locally myself, often pick myself. Um, And I am, of course, the celebrant, the planner, the host, the coordinator, the everything. Everything, yeah. (laughs) Um, But with my bigger packages for up to 30 people, I also have an assistant on the day. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, but there's, I mean, there's a lot, lot to do, but it's a really exciting venture, and I am literally loving every single moment. Yeah, Mm. yeah. I think COVID was the perfect time for a lot of us wedding vendors to kind of sit down and think, okay, 
what am I doing? How is what I'm doing affecting everyone else around me and my community and the world? And I think, yeah, everyone kind of took a bit of a pause and took a deep breath. And I'm glad that this has come out of it because I'm so eager to learn more about, you know, what it actually means to have a sustainable wedding. When I think back to my own wedding, you know, we did it outdoors. It was, you know, we borrowed some props from friends it was pretty low key, and but I think now the trend is this maximalist style, right? It's everything, 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 and big, big, big over the top. So you're kind of fighting because all of the things that you're seeing on your feed and in your, you know, all of your social medias is saying, look at these huge extravagant things. So we've kind of got to flip that on its head and say, is that what you really want, or is that what you've seen a lot of? And I think when we start to question that, we can maybe find out that actually this is not what I not what I want and I want to do something a little bit more eco-friendly. So I think a lot of our listeners um, are excited because we had a lot of Instagram questions asking us uh, questions for you. So we'll get to them in a bit. But what does it mean to have a sustainable wedding? That's a really, and it's a big question. It like It's not one I can put into one answer. But I think in essence, if you think about like you just said before, you borrowed and you hired props and things like that. You're you're not thinking of using something that you will only use once. Mm. You're thinking of a way of reusing, recycling, repurposing um, a venue that has nature in the outdoors, um, a photographer that everything's done online, so they're not necessarily printing and giving you things like, like that. We've got flowers that are grown locally, so we certainly don't fly in flowers for any of our weddings, but often some couples want a specific type of flower, but you've got to focus on what is in season. So in season, local, no floral foam, none of the plastic bits that can sometimes be around the stalk of a flower to hold them straight. There's just so many different ways of doing floristry that our florists, and they manage to do it beautifully, um, it's so possible. It's just a matter of there's little extra tips and tricks that you need to try. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, these are just small components, but even as far as um, if you're having a larger wedding, um, hire your plates, borrow your plates, mm. um, use plates from an op shop, and then pass them on to another bride. Yeah. I had a really gorgeous wedding, and the bride and groom actually went around op shops finding plates that would suit their couples, and it was so awesome. There was um, ones with, like, little ducks flying, like real vintage, funky-ass ones. I'll share some photos in a post. And they went around during the, like, dinner time and told their guests, like, oh, I chose this one for you because remember that time, you know, we were there and we saw these ducks or whatever. Like, it was just so, so wholesome. And then they said, look, if you want to take this plate home, you can. So then they didn't waste money on, like, a gift that no one took or left behind. And then if they didn't take them, then they had all this beautiful china that they could use in their home. And so whenever their wedding guests came over, they'd have this lovely story of, oh, you're eating dinner off your wedding dinner plate. That is such a great idea. Like, I love that. I've heard of people doing that with with glassware and with plates. Yeah. And that is particularly, like, one of the best things you can do. Because, the, as you say, the gift, the favours, mm. they are a big, fat waste I of time. I reckon they're on their way out. I, so I. I start to tell my couples, like... You know, obviously when it's they're thinking about budget, they're usually kind of at the close end to booking me. So it's like, oh. Um, and so they've got to kind of figure out what they really want from their day. And I'm like, think about the things that people don't actually use a lot of. And if you haven't been to a wedding, maybe that's something you don't know. So you don't know if, you know, guests are going to take this or use a photo booth or are they even going to see you arrive in the car? You know, like <laughs> think of all the ways that you can get rid of things that people don't really use. Oh. 
And that is probably the biggest thing I'm focused on, as I said, focus on love and not stuff. Yeah. So when you're thinking through what you need for your wedding, do you actually need it or is it a want? Yeah. What will happen to it afterwards? Is it something you can reuse, repurpose, pass on, or is it something that's going to head for landfill? And if it's heading for landfill, why would you have it? Yeah. There's so many ways to reuse um, it's just, yeah, there's actually these days so much creativity and the internet certainly gives you amazing options. But just think, is someone going to notice that little extra thing that you're thinking of having? And is it something that you can do without? Yes, yeah. Because less is more. And if you are, if, you know, gift giving is your love language and that means a lot to you, then, you know, you're choosing an option that is, you know, meaningful and, and reusable. So I had a gorgeous uh, couple and they had... They had like beehives on their property and so they gave everyone a beautiful, just a jar, like a recycled jar from when they'd make jams or whatever and they'd filled it with honey and it was like, we're glad to be with you and then it had a little like spindle thing and then I got one as a photographer and I use that jar all the time just for other stuff and then, I mean, I haven't had honey since so I can't use the little spindle thing but I'm sure I've found a reason to use it and it's just like, yeah, if you give a gift... And you and you are the person that would still like to do that. You still can. We're not yeah. saying there's rights or wrongs to no. this wedding planning. It's it's completely up to you. But it was a really intentional gift that I thought was really beautiful, and it tied the couple together. And you know, that's it didn't idea. Gosh, go straight in the bin. That's <laughs> wonderful. I love that. That's yeah. such a creative idea. There is some fantastic ideas, and some couples have really got it. So yeah. <laughs> I would just say search around and look for something. Some are plants even, or seeds to plant, or. There's lots of beautiful ones that yes. you can use. Yeah. I had a um, wedding who did, they weren't sure if they wanted menus. And menus are something that can either be loved or not loved. And a lot of older people, so parents and grandparents, like to know, you know, <laughs> what are we going to be eating? And so they did alternate menus. So they did one on every second plate mm-hmm. instead. And they made it out of uh, recycled paper that if you planted it, it had wildflower seeds. So it was just like... It's so, so cool. beautiful and thoughtful because they were like, we don't want people to miss out, but we also don't want to just throw away 200 menus at the end of the night that we've spent a lot of money on. So I'm sure you could just yeah. rip it in half have it, <laughs> if, you're, if your person sitting next to you didn't get one. Um, but, yeah, it's just thinking about different yeah. ways. And, and like you said, people have so many incredible ideas. They really do. Go they and really steal do. theirs. <laughs> I think if you sort of summarise the whole idea of having a wedding that's more eco-friendly, more planet-friendly, sustainable, there's a whole lot of different ways that you can describe it. But think about how you can have less rather than having more and still have the most incredible day because those are not the elements that are going to make your day incredible. The memories, the special moments, the things that you create that are new, that is what's going to, and and your guests aren't going to arrive and go, oh my God, we had the most amazing day and you should have seen the favours. They are not going to remember that. (laughs) They are going to remember how they felt in your as being part of your wedding with that beautiful celebration it's all about feelings that's what I think absolutely Mm. and you know people worry they think oh you know it's part of the guest experience we need to say thank you for them coming along honestly I feel so privileged when I'm invited as a guest to a wedding I (laughs) you don't need to give me anything I am so happy to be there not something that I I mean sure if I get some trockies I'll I'll take them but you know I'm not phased I'd just love to be there and watch you you know tie the knot I agree. (laughs) What do you think one of the biggest ways that you could reduce your impact on a wedding day? Yeah, so this is something that some people aren't going to like, but having less people is actually (laughs) a fact. Less people travelling, but less people in general means less resources. 
less transport getting to an event, less food, less less meat, which is high intensity. Um, so numbers is a big one. Uh, the components that you've added into your wedding day. So definitely people flying in, obviously that's a, a big one. But if you're having uh, 200 people and you're having a massive amounts of meat, that's that's right up there. Yeah. So the meat is a really big impact. And people don't like to admit this one, but mm. sadly it is true. Yeah. Especially red meat, beef at the top, lamb, pork, chicken, fish, and of course vegetarian is, if you can go plant-based for at least part of your food, you will make a massive impact and awesome. lower your um, emissions, that's for sure, your carbon. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a big, big factor. Um, the other thing is again um, the flowers. You don't need to go overboard if you can cut some flower, some uh, foliage locally. That makes a big difference. Uh, keeping your drinks local, everything being local yes. is a big factor. I've had this um, thing pop up quite recently on my socials where it's like people are trying to either in their own community only use things within that 510k radius and when you think about Auckland I mean we're such a weird shape <laughs> but I feel like that is possible I feel like with a lot of the venues there are really close by vendors that we can be tapping into so I feel like and this is just a thought that I've thought of we need to as wedding vendors be recommending people that are closer to them but also maybe creating a sort of a resource where venues are they could have some sort of like sustainable list where it's you know support our local community because i've flown to christchurch for weddings when there's photographers in christchurch you know and so it's like thinking about it as a as a wedding vendor mm. rather than as a mm. as a couple um, I think there's a lot of things that I could do and my colleagues could do to reduce that impact too. That's powerful. I, I totally agree. Um, I have to admit that I use uh, several organic vineyards in the wines from the South Island because I haven't been able to find certified organic wine in the North Island mm. that was within the price point. Yeah. So, which was disappointing, but these are wonderful vineyards. They're really on board with what I'm doing. Yeah. And that so, made a difference. Yeah. So, I guess as well, like people are probably like, Oh, I don't want to feel guilty if I'm doing this. If you are trying your best and you are choosing options that are at least thoughtful, yeah, and New Zealand, yeah. <laughs> you know, North Island, South Island, we're pretty yeah. small. Um, you know, it's okay. You know, don't beat yourself up. If you if you even change one thing about your wedding to be more sustainable, you're you're on the right track. This is not like a oh my gosh, you're doing everything wrong episode. <laughs> this is a here's what you need to know in case you want to implement these sort of things. I want to take you back. You talked a little bit about florists both times. There's been a lot of discussion around floral foam and um, all of those extra pieces of plastic and things that come with florists. I know a lot of florists are on board. How do you know if your wedding vendors are thinking about the planet, if they are sustainable? That's a great question too. For one, first, firstly, for the florist industry, there is a sustainable floral network. Wow! So is that Googleable? Sure, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's just New Zealand or that's further afield, but I found that really interesting. Looking at who's around and and part of that. Um, Often you will find one florist, if they are sustainable, will be able to put you in touch with others that are also on that same bandwagon. But one of the key things for me has been to always talk to a vendor and ask them, you know, what are they doing to reduce their own impact and what's their um, focus on sustainability? Do they have a, a something, a project or something within their company that they are doing to make sure that their business is run as sustainable as possible? And 
not everyone has got any idea of that, but some people say, yes, this is what we're doing. We've got this, 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 and this, yeah. and that's what we're doing. And it's But ask them to send it to you and to be transparent. I think the key is some will tell you what they want you to hear. Yes. Um, so I think if you can ask them for details, it's greenwashing's well and truly yes. alive out there. So um, try and get some more specifics. Yeah, it's mm. easy to say, yep, I do all these things, and I'm inclusive and accessible and book me, mm. and then... You don't really see anything. So I guess, yeah, from that, maybe don't be afraid to ask your vendors and, and, and have those discussions. And it's something as simple as, you know, what are you doing um, within your business to reduce this, this waste? Yep. Awesome. Thank you to everyone who answered um, my Instagram stories about asking Kerry any questions. We've got a heap of them here, and we're going to try to get through a few of them. Um, so... What DIYs can I do that are sustainable? Great. Okay. DIY. Well, it, gosh, there's so much that you can do that's DIY. I think when you're thinking DIY, think is it a natural fibre? So wood, avoid plastic at all costs. If you're making something, think uh, wood, um, recycled, like if you're using metal or steel or, you know, things that you can reuse into something. Plastic's obviously the least appealing but if it's second hand and you're repurposing it from something else then great and you want to make something DIY of course some people make DIY in their in their florals in their arch in their you know decor in within the reception space there's so much of it it's quite a big question but I think again thinking natural natural products so off trees um, things that you can break down because if, if you can break it down in compost and it's not going to then sit in landfill forever, which bearing in mind that something plastic will always be here. There And my phrase that I love to use is there is no such thing as away. When you throw something away, it doesn't go away. Yeah, it's there just is somewhere no, else. <laughs> there is no away. It'll stay there. And maybe in 10 years that plastic may break down, but it will fragment and it will always be. A microplastic, yeah. yeah. So it's not good. I actually had a really hands-on groom and he he did a lot of DIY. And then this was sneaky because at the wedding he had built the bar. So it was this really gorgeous bar and he'd built the arbour and all of these other things. And he said to his wife, he's like, this is going in the garage. And she's like, sorry, what? <laughs> he had already <laughs> planned his man cave because he's built this huge bar. He says, well, <laughs> it's yeah. going in the house. I was like, what? Good luck. Okay, bye. <laughs> So if you're DIYing and you're repurposing, maybe talk to your partner yeah. about where it's going to be repurposed. Or hire it out to other yes. guys in the future. There's so much business, I think, out there for hiring and on using. Totally. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Facebook Marketplace. Oh. You can find anything on Brilliant. there. <laughs> this is a, a niggly one. Are sustainable weddings more expensive? That's a very good question. I don't believe they are because I believe you use less. I don't think they have to be. Yeah. I think if some people, there was a, there's been a bit of a craze of, oh, I'm going to be sustainable. I'm going to get bamboo throwaway plates compostable. I'm going to get this because that'll break down. And it's going and buying a whole lot of stuff that you don't need to buy. Yeah. Um, I think when you think sustainable, think less. That is probably the first thing. Think less, think natural materials, think borrow, rent. Um, higher, you know, yes. but less, less, less. Yeah. That's the key. With the less, less, less you were talking before about guests, I think people don't realise when you have someone at your wedding 
They need to sit at a table. They need a chair. They might need a plate. They need a drink. They need cutlery. They need perhaps they've got linen. You know, the, that centrepiece that is allocated to that table, it adds up. You're not just paying for them to have a meal. You're paying for them to be a part of your wedding. And so, yeah, if you need to <laughs> cut down on stuff, that's that's where you cut down. And the other thing about weddings that I don't understand why people don't take on more is why have a sit-down meal? This is where, to me, that is a... a Something that's very much the norm. Why not have stand around wherever you want to stand, have nibbles, canapes all evening? Then you don't have to worry about centerpieces and about sitting and having specific and places. seating charts. Oh. They are the, like the worst part of wedding planning because you're like, oh, does this person still like this person? Are they talking? Oh, we've got to put auntie on the other side of the room because that auntie doesn't. It nah, flexibility. let them go wherever they want to go. Flexibility, yeah. move around. People mingle so much more. Yes. You don't need to be stuck in one place. Yeah. I think the whole, and meal-wise, some people don't even like the food. This way, if they get to pick and nibbles and canapes, they have what they like. Yes. Mm. I guess less wastage because oh. they're only eating what they do like and then everything else that's left will get eaten because other people so like it. So much less waste. And they could take it home. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. This one's kind of straight up. What things would you never buy for a wedding because they're bad for the planet? Balloons, <laughs> um, plastic confetti, um, I wouldn't buy. So one of the trends I have noticed a lot is the acrylic boards, welcome boards. Yep. People think they do it onto an acrylic piece, you know, the clear perspex. Um, there's signs made out of acrylic. There's a whole lot of, or even numbers on tables made out of acrylic. Like, borrow those, hire those. Yes. Just don't buy. Most wedding venues have, you know, a sort of version of table numbers and things. Lean into your vendors. Ask them what yes. they've got. Like, it's so random. Sometimes mm-hmm. they have those kind of things. Like, the wedding venue, oh, well, yeah, we've got an easel. We, we yeah. have a sign. Like, you can use it. And I do use have it. those sort of things. So this is what I want to yeah. start, is having a few more of these things. So even outside of my eco-wed, that my couples can say, Kerry, do you have numbers? Yes, I have numbers. Yeah. But they're probably going to be wooden, because I'm not going to get perspex ones. But I think it's about, again, thinking, what am I going to do with it when I'm finished? Do I need brand new? Actually, no, you don't. Mm. Secondhand is, like, so cool. Yeah. (laughs) Secondhand anything. I've been op-shipping all my outfits so that I'm, like, on brand with everything. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm so glad I did it before Barbie came out because there's no (laughs) pink clothes left in the op-shop anymore. So I have all the pink and red things from the whole of Auckland. (laughs) So thank you, (laughs) op-shops. What areas, if I can't make my whole wedding you know, sustainable, what areas could I focus on being more eco-conscious? We've kind of touched a little bit on this with florals and food. Mm. Maybe there is another I'm thinking inside the venue space and signage. Signage is another one. Um, Cut down on your signs, reuse things. Um, A classic one that's becoming quite popular and I love is an easel with a mirror or a piece of glass on it and then you use it and you wipe that off and it's used by the next person. Fabulous signs or things inside photo frames. Yes. Reuse. Everything gets reused, reused. You can go to an op shop and pick up a whole lot of cool old frames and put things inside those. Yes. And just print it yourself. My mum is a super crafty person, so, like, we planned my wedding in 11 days, and she was like, okay, let's go. Like, <laughs> So she had this amazing, ornate gold frame. Well, we painted it gold, mm-hmm. and then we um, had, like, chalkboard paint on it, and then she did this beautiful font and, and chalk, and we actually used it for heaps of events after mm-hmm. that, you know, friends' birthdays and, like, welcome signs when families came from overseas. And it's so lovely because now I see that and I think, oh, yeah, that's, that's great, my wedding sign. You know, it's yeah. not just, like, this thing that we use and then 
then it's done. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing, honestly. And you can pass it on to other people. You know, like those, that's that's something that gives you memories and is special. Yeah. Whereas something that you've just bought that's plastic, it doesn't have that same feeling about it. Yeah. So I think that's really sensible. My friends had a, a gorgeous sign at the entry to their reception and it was them and their new married name and the date on a beautiful wooden panel. I think it was engraved. And they now have that hanging in their home. And so I think if you're thinking about, you know, signage or things like that, mm. Think about how you can repurpose it so that it becomes almost like a little heirloom. Um, you know, people sign that sort of stuff instead of having a guest book with Polaroids. They've got, you know, like a physical thing that's important to them that people have signed, you know, vinyl records or anything that they've then become like an art piece and a statement, I think is really cool. The other one is actually, you just reminded me, is the Polaroids you mentioned. And often people who have disposable cameras. Well, there's now an app. And you can use that on your phone and then each person gets like a certain number of photos they can take or each table and it's created by the couple getting married. So there is no wastage with that. Yeah. So that's also another good. So I've introduced that. So I've created for my couples a gallery online and I've sent them the link and they've been able to create QR codes and I've, I can do that for them as well. So all of their guests can upload their photos. So when they get their wedding album, they also get this awesome <laughs> gallery of like all their guests' photos and they can all see it and log in on the night and upload. And it's just really fun way of doing it. Because it's like, we're all on our phones anyway, and if we forget, then the next day you just share the QR code on your Insta story and everyone uploads all their pictures. I think it's fabulous. Yeah, it's it's so fun. Yeah, <laughs> and then if you really desperately want a Polaroid printed, print it from your phone. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like, oh, it didn't turn out, now it's all funky, you know? Like, it's a good photo, yeah. <laughs> and then you can print it. Thank you so much for answering those Instagram questions. And remember, anyone else out there, you can answer or ask your own questions on the Instagram stories at Your Marriage Away. So just keep an eye out. Um, add us to your favourites so you get a notification. Um, and, yeah, we love hearing hearing your questions. So up next is my favourite segment. It is the Hitch Glitch. That's my brother-in-law. <laughs> All right. So I was trying to think of like a hitch glitch that went with being sustainable. And then I was reminded of this wedding that I photographed. And it's actually a good tip to check uh, with your venue after this. So this gorgeous couple, they had a confetti cannon at the end of walking down the aisle. It looked gorgeous. It was biodegradable confetti, but the venue had a rule that you could not have any confetti because they do so many weddings, there's just no time for it to go away. <laughs> and so, like, hundreds of their guests were stuck picking up all these tiny little pieces. It was, yeah, that was very unfortunate because they didn't obviously want their couple to get a, a big, huge fine for having someone else to come out at 11 o'clock and tidy it all up. Um, so I wondered if you had any hitch glitches that you could share with us i have had a few but thinking on the sustainability front i i had a moment which was almost a glitch is probably what i would say <laughs> and it was a couple having a beautiful wedding over at waiheke island at a stunning venue and they told me how excited they were to have a balloon release well oh. my face just went like I immediately, I felt almost sick and I was like, how am I going to deal with this? Because I couldn't just go, no, you can't. Yeah. You had to be really, you know, delicate and, and delicate and polite. So what I did say was 
oh okay oh you're thinking of doing that and and tell me why what what appeals to you and I just got them talking about it and then I said do you mind if I give you some thoughts on that and I explained to them how had they considered where those balloons would end up once they went up they've got to come down and given the fact that it was going to be on Waiheke Island those balloons would very possibly end up in the ocean mm-hmm. I mean with no matter where they end up is bad but in the ocean balloons can often be seen as being a jellyfish there's lots of different things and they are ingested by uh, wildlife and then the string that's on them too oh, not good it's awful it really is awful and the couple were literally like oh my gosh we never even considered that we are oh gosh that and they were just actually both quite blown away they were flabbergasted it became a theme of their wedding. Every time we spoke or something, they were like, oh, my God, we've got to save the save the dolphins. Yeah. <laughs> so they literally took it on board. There was no balloon release. There wasn't even a confetti. They just had clapping, cheering, because it wasn't essential. It yep. wasn't an essential thing. And they were so committed to being more mindful of what they use in their everyday lives. So it actually was just like a great success story. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. I feel like, yeah, that's your dream client, right? Honestly, <laughs> it could have gone completely the other way. Yes. And I was almost feeling sick with how I was going to explain it to them, but they took it on board like absolute pros. Yeah, yeah. incredible. Yeah, that would have been so nerve-wracking. Like, yeah. you don't want to lose that client. You've no. developed this gorgeous relationship yeah. and you're celebrating and then... Oh. Now we have to have this hard conversation, but it's so worth it. And I feel like I live by the mantra of no better, do better. And yes. I think unless you don't know about it, then you can't do anything about it. So, you know, we need people like you in the industry to say, uh, well, tell me why you're thinking about that. And here's what I think. So, you know, and you're doing that respectfully too. So I think that's a really good way for people to think, you know, oh, What's, what's the meaning behind this? Why am I doing this particular thing? Awesome. Well, I really enjoyed speaking with you, and I know there is so much more that you can share. How can we find you on your socials and keep following along on your journey? Yep, wonderful. I would love that. Um, so you can find me under EcoWedNZ, so on Instagram and Facebook. Um, also my website, www.ecowed.co.nz. Um, but you can also find me as a celebrant, and that's Celebrant Kerry on Facebook and Instagram and also website. Um, yeah, and that's how you will track me down. Cool, and I will pop all of those links into the show notes so that you can easily find Kerry. We are so thankful for the time and the knowledge that you have shared with us. I know that, you know, the response that we had for those questions was huge. So I know that people are thinking about it and are making to want, wanting to make these more positive changes. So we really appreciate it, and it was such an honour speaking with you. As always, thank you so much for listening. If you're listening on a podcast app, flick us a like, subscribe, leave us a review. It really means a lot and it bumps us up the pole so that other people find us. And thank you always for contributing to our Instagram account at Your Marriage Awaits. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kerry. Oh, it's been such a great episode. I've learned so much and I know our listeners will really, really appreciate all of the insight and the knowledge. And of course, I'll be sharing your socials and any new information you have for us, let us know and I'll send it out to our mailing list. So if you haven't subscribed to the mailing list, jump on the website and do it now. You can find the link in my Instagram bio. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's been a pleasure.